0: Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi six figure business in under two years, and more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and mind if you're an ambitious entrepreneur you're in the right place let's get started back to another episode of Shine Online. Today we have an episode with my friend and incredible powerhouse woman, Jazz Jarvis. This is a slightly different episode. I heard Jazz chatting on her socials about money and how she spends her money and how she invests her money and I thought wouldn't it be fun to chat about money with a fellow business owner at a really similar stage of business as me earning, you know, similar revenue to chat about what what we do with our money we are obviously so used to conversations with people in the financial profession speaking to this topic. And instead, I really wanted this to be more of a light-hearted episode that is essentially two friends riffing on the topic. And that is what you get in this episode. Before we dive in, let's introduce Jazz. Jazz is a network marketing and business coach working with highly driven network marketers and female entrepreneurs who are ready to ditch the hustle and lead with impact value, and strategy. Jazz left her corporate career as a lawyer within 18 months of starting her business and scaled her business to seven figures within three years using organic and authentic marketing strategies. Her network marketing team achieved the top rank in their company within 2.5 years, and she's worked with network marketers in five different network marketing companies, as well as entrepreneurs scaling to six and multiple six figures. I'm so excited to have you here and I'm really keen to talk all things money with you today. So can you start by telling us a little bit about your money, like your journey in your business and specifically alongside that, your money-making journey. So did you earn a lot of money quickly? Was it a slow process for you? What's that look like from the start to where you are now?
1: It's been quite an interesting journey because I feel like at the start, we started making money immediately in my network marketing business, but we also had this period where it was kind of not tapered off or anything, but it it was kind of at the same level. And then I started my coaching business, and it just completely blew up. And I did not know what to do with the money or anything really. It was just I was winging it, <laughs> hoping for the best. Uh, so when I started my business, started it three and a half years ago. And that was just, it was my network marketing business, my doTERRA business, and we moved through the ranks quite quickly. So within sort of 10 months, we had a six-figure business, which was awesome, but I was reinvesting all of it. You know, I wasn't paying myself a wage. I was just putting it all back into my business, Uh, you know, paying a VA. I was traveling around and doing lots of workshops and just anything that I felt like I needed in my business. I was kind of reinvesting that. And then I, um, you know, launched another, you know, a couple of other things, an online membership and things like that, and started building that kind of recurring revenue. And then at the beginning of last year, I launched my coaching business and we went from 400 K to a million dollars in 12 months. That was crazy. And so I think for me, there was, that was when I really started to look at and refine like my whole ecosystem and really dive into, well, what is wealth and how can I make sure that I'm using this uh, to support my family now, but my family in the future. And also I just felt like I was in this crash course of accounting and money because you don't really learn this, do you? You do not learn this.
0: Why do we not learn this? <laughs> I know. I know. We don't learn. It's crazy. This. It's mm-hmm. insane. Before we talk practicalities, I'd love to know a little bit more about, um, like, your money story. So we all have obviously this money story that we take from childhood and our upbringing. Like, what was yours? What beliefs mm-hmm. did you have about money coming into your business?
1: Yeah. So for me, it was always you have to work really hard to make money. And it's so interesting. I've, I've literally got a notepad next to me because I had a, a session with my energy coach last night. And it's interesting how all this has played out for me, not just in relation to money, but stress and just the way that I operate in my life and in my business. You know, And to give you an example, I wanted to spend more time kind of away from my desk. I, I really love working and I love Serving as so many entrepreneurs, uh, uh, you know, in that same space. But I actually find it really hard to not be at my desk. I have, you know, I will sit on the couch, but I will be constantly going over in my mind, "I could be doing this, and you should be doing that." Like I I, I find it really challenging. And so, my way to move away from my desk was deciding to do a half Ironman. Yes. (laughs) And increase my training load. Like you just, when you think of it like that, like this all got unpacked in this session last night, and you know, and, and my coach said to me, she said, you know, it's not bad that you've made this decision. It's just illuminating, you know, and because what has come up is the connection with my, with my body. And I've only been training for uh, like almost four weeks now, so three and a half weeks. And, you know, yesterday I took an afternoon nap because I, I was just so tired. Like my body from all of the training was just tired. And, you know, I'm trying to get to this point in my life, and in my business where I'm not, where things don't get to that point and then i take action so all of this is kind of happening the way that it's meant to so that i can connect back to you know my body and my intuition and, and and start making these these changes but you know what's what really came up in this session last night too is my mind wants things to be hard all the time my body wants things to be hard including making money you know when it comes to stress how i operate in my business and that's another kind of coming back to what I was saying then around really looking at my ecosystem. You know, one of the things that's been really successful in my business is launching. But launching, you know, even though we've refined it and I actually love it, it's really fun. I thrive off that energy. It still is a high energy environment when you're launching, you know, your team is all working to this collective goal. You've got, you know, a copyright or a business, you know, online business manager, you've got everyone supporting you. And so my body and my subconscious mind is like, oh, okay. So money comes in when you're in this environment when you're in this high kind of energy, let's go, let's do this. And that's when you have results in your business. Mm -hmm. And so it's just encouraging this kind of like weird cycle around, you know, coming from when I was younger, that you've got to work hard to make money, you know, it doesn't just happen and moving into this place of, well, if I didn't launch and I didn't do anything, I'm worthy anyway. I'm worthy of abundance and I'm worthy of living a really extraordinary life. So that has been, really challenging, not just in relation to money, but in general, this is how I operate and how my nervous system, you know, that's what it thinks is true is you've got to be under pressure for things to be successful. You've got to be under pressure at all times. That's how you work. That's how you thrive. And that just doesn't need to be true for me anymore. So there's been a lot of, a lot of unlearning.
0: No, I relate to this so much. And, um, anyone who's like long-time listener of this podcast will know I've shared that like my biggest mindset struggle has been that I have to make things really hard and that things can't just come easily to me. And so I just like really hear you at such a deep level on everything yep. you shared just then and have made so many shifts, things like my mastermind, I essentially like soft launch it. So it it never feels like there's a launch season mm-hmm. for it and have even changed the way I launched to the point of like setting things up so that that high never exists. Like for example, I've got this workshop that I'm hosting next week, which will have been hosted by the time this episode is released, create your quantum leap. And I'm so aware of how I could go into like such a heightened adrenaline around that. And I'm putting all these measures in place so that like that doesn't happen and just staying in that really grounded space and that, it, it, there's been so much unlearning around that. I'm still very much in the process and it may be life's work to be honest, but for me personally, it may be something that I just have to keep, keep at at each level, like recalibrating and reminding myself of, but it's so freeing when you start to build out that evidence and you've already built it out in so many ways, like mm. just how worthy you are of receiving. You're doing it right now because you're starting to work less i mean we're new friends so i'm just making maybe i'm making some assumptions here but (laughs) i can see you're working
1: less and like you've had a really epic month right just kind of off the back of what you've said there around putting those things in place and i think that's the most amazing thing about being an entrepreneur and just being self-aware of what's going on and and also really understanding that everything is neutral and and the fact that i have had really awesome you know my first ever launch was like a hundred and twenty thousand dollar launch and you know, and I think there's part of me that's like waiting for shit to hit the fan because how many entrepreneurs can say that their first launch was 120K, you know, like, and but I don't want to feel bad about that at all. Like I, you know, I, that it was 120K launch because I had done the work for three years, adding value to people's lives. So, that's you know, awesome. I don't want to feel bad about that, but I also don't want to feel like that's the only way that I can create success and and abundance. And so you're right. Like there's things that we've put in place in terms of like the whole ecosystem and, you know, yes, there's money that comes in from launching. Cause I, I do really enjoy launching, but you know, one of the things that I said to my coach was, you know, I want to be able to decide, Oh, I just don't really feel like launching this year or for the last quarter. I'm just, I'm cool with the recurring payments that are coming through, supporting the people that are in my business and my next level Um, is safety. Like that's what we're looking to create from a, like a family wealth perspective, but just in my business is that level of safety. And there's so many elements to that in terms of, you know, the types of offers that you have, the way that you launch, you know, the way that you structure your week. Like there's so many, I guess, moving parts, but yeah, I have moved, you know, with the training, I, I actually cannot spend time that i was spending at my desk like it's impossible and i know that it sounds really crazy that i needed to decide to do a half iron man to make that happen but i'm also really okay with that being my journey right now because i've never felt more connected to like my intuition and and the wisdom of my body and and just like off on a really small tangent really quick here like one of the things okay awesome one of the things that my energy coach was saying last night is you know, she was talking about, you know, the thinking part of our mind is just, it learns all these different languages. It learns the language of our parents. It learns the language of grandparents, school friends, teachers, you know, from, from when we're growing up. And so every day when we're operating, it can actually be any one of those different languages. You know, it's a mixture of you. It's a mixture of other people. Whereas your body, it doesn't learn other languages. Your body only knows the language of you. And when she said this to me i was like right i could have no other sessions with you and i'm good like you've changed my life with just that you know your body doesn't know any other language except you and i was just like it, it just hit me and i actually got really teary in that moment because it really made me realize just how much i had shut that off and shut off my nervous system and didn't give my body a voice it was just all of this thinking part of my brain and connecting, you know, my worth to my productivity and my launching and all of these things. And, you know, even when I kind of realized that the, the passioning that I have is that I can't step away from my desk unless I do a half iron man And that is kind of destructive. Part of me was like, you know what, this is what I needed to do to understand just how powerful and intuitive my body is. And if this is how I learn to connect with it, then that's just the way that it is because I already feel like in three weeks and I'm a completely different person.
0: I don't think there's anything about the process that is is wrong or that you need to make wrong. You know, what an aha moment that your energy coach shared that. That's wild, isn't it? Like, so like the way I teach mindset is we're talking about mind-body integration and the only way that we can create strategies and move things forward is utilizing mindset work as part of the process of connecting deeper to yourself. And Mm -hmm. that's done then through actions like daily practices and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And so like, just to pull in a personal example at the moment, I'm like, so, and I think it's because it's winter. I'm so obsessed with my morning journaling card pool, cuddled up on the couch situation. Mm -hmm. And Every morning that I do that, I just feel so like safe and held and connected to my body because it's just like this cozy. it's that like what's that? Um, the, is it the Danish word hickey? I never know how to say it. The oh h- yeah, R-G-G-E.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah. Another you
0: know, one. I just feel that so fully, and it just makes so. I, I think I'm processing what you just said as I am speaking out loud, oh, which is shoot. always fun for a podcast. Um, yeah, nice it's that. It is, isn't it? Is that like, wow. So I don't have the ability to discern the wisdom that's coming
1: through. It just comes through. Totally. And like one of the things that like, i I've got, I've literally got all my notes from, from last night and she gave me like, she, as she was speaking, i was just writing things down that I want to sit with and journal on. And one of the things is, you know, what would your life be like if your body didn't need to get to that point? Because it was in the context of how I had a sleep yesterday because I was just so exhausted. Like I'd done a swim and a 7k run today. I've had 60 minutes on the bike and I'm, I'm tired. And, you know, one of the things that I want to sit with and reflect on is, yeah, like, what would my life be like if I didn't need to get to that point that I was able to just tap into that and go, bang, this is where I'm going. And yeah, I think you're right. Like I, I, I think everyone finds their own thing that helps them to, you know, kind of make those changes and, and see that patterning as well. And, and for me, it was, you know, we made a lot of money really quickly. And so I didn't have a choice, but to just be like, right, what do I do about all of this? And, and, and how can I best support me? And with the whole Man situation, you know, like I, I sit with my journal and I sit with my cards every day and I connect with my breath. But for me, I needed something big. I needed something really big for me to have that big download and that big, like, Oh moment for me to really understand that. And so, and I think it's just an example of how it all happens in really different ways. It really is. And it's, it's such a great example
0: as well of the journey that we go on to uncover or, or to work out what it is we're actually Actually seeking. And mm-hmm. so I, I kind of love that we're going in this direction because I think it's such a juicy topic of what are we actually seeking? What do we actually want? Because I think, you know, for so many of my clients, certainly for me, high performing women, of which I don't even need to ask you if you identify as being that as well, <laughs> because I know the answer, that we, you know, we're in this state of striving and then we get to a point And I know you and I are a similar age. I'm 32 this year, just 10 30. So, yep, like, yep. you know, get to 30, early 30s whatever. And we start to kind of, I think there's definitely a biological level of recalibrating that occurs of just that, that softer energy comes through and it's, and more natural relationship to presence. I mean, I I don't have kids yet, so I didn't have kids come in to create that for me. I know you do have, you know, have a daughter, so that might've already started to happen, but as things shift and we start to ask, well, what do I actually want? And it, it looks less like an end goal and more like a day to day. And so I'm really curious to know what does safety and success and, Mm joy and happiness and presence, like what does life look like for you when you've got everything you wanted?
1: Good question. And I think for us, it's something that we've been reflecting on a lot. Like it's so interesting. This is the discussion that we're having because last night I chatting with my husband for like a good hour after this. And it was like an 8.30 to 10 PM like session. So we didn't go to bed till really late, but you know, we were kind of really sitting with this question. And for me, safety looks like, you know, having everything mapped out for the year, but also deciding that I don't want to do that yeah, and, and not being worried about that. You know, that to me is, is safety is, is 100% feeling totally free to, choose whatever I want to choose in that moment and not be tied down or not, not necessarily tied down. It's probably not the right phrase, but not need to feel like I have to launch in order to continue to move the needle forward really, and create abundance and wealth for our family. Um, you know, kind of having that, which we're in at the moment in our business, which is awesome, like having, you know, that a high portion of recurring and, and then, you know, the the launch money as well. But I think, yes, safety for me is I just want to be able to decide, oh, I kind of want to not do anything for six months. You know, like I want to support my current clients and keep doing what I'm doing right now, but I don't really feel called to launch because this is happening or I want to do this race or my daughter is going into her own training for something. And I just want to be there for her, be there at like 5am swim meets or like whatever is going on and just make that decision because it feels, because my body tells me to. It's that really awesome balance. I can lead with that as opposed to, you know, we're still kind of in this building phase. We built really fast and we're building out our ecosystem. And, and I, I don't want to stop now at all, but also, you know, I want to make sure that the things that we are doing are setting ourselves up for that experience, because that's what, True safety and freedom means to to us. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So, what does wealth
0: and money yes. enable for you then? Like, what you know? Yeah, what does it enable for you? Like, how do you spend your money? I mm-hmm. get asked this all the time. Like, how do you spend your money?
1: And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even know if I know how to answer that fully yet. Yeah, it's 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 something that we've um definitely double down on, on this year, especially in the past, you know, to be like so transparent, we were never really that good with money. We've Mm -hmm. always been, you know, I was a a lawyer before I had my own business. So uh, I certainly didn't have the type of income and turnover that I have now, but it was, it was great. It was still great, you know, and you know, Tom's always had a, a, you know, pretty good income as well. My husband and, and, but we've always spent a lot. We're very much like YOLO people. We're like, yep you know, we've never gone without, we've always just chosen to like live and not save. And so I think that was a huge eye-opener for me too, is just to have all of this money and have literally zero clue because my parents weren't a great example of saving or being conscious of wealth at all. There's no kind of intergenerational wealth between like their parents and them and me, you know, nothing that's kind of been Passed down or, or anything like that—that's um, just, yeah, not something that that we have experienced, and that's something that I want to change. Like it ends with me,
0: mm.
1: and that's a big, big thing for us. Is um, you know, we're not sure what it looks like in terms of more children. We're probably keen to have have one more, um, but we're also really happy with one, which is something I never thought I would say. But you know, we we want to make sure that that is all like really looked after. And even when I had no idea about money, one of the first things I did, which I'm about to close and buy silver, but I have a growth bond like for my daughter. And that's got like, I think about $6,000 in there. Uh, And it's just something that I've paid, you know, kind of each month and kind of kept an eye on, you know, since she was born. And I didn't know anything about money. I was just like, this seems like a good idea. And that's what we did. And each, you know, as I learn more and more, like today, having a a really great session with with Anna from, from Money Mindset Matters, you know, one of the things that we spoke about is silver and how amazing that is as a store of wealth uh and the option to kind of have that for your children uh knowing that that is going to to increase and i didn't realize this but silver is in so many like it's in ipads and things like that so it's not just you're buying a commodity to sit in a in a safe at home silver is needed so not only can you store your wealth with that but you could you know sell it because it's really it's needed Um, and not only that but it's apparently quite undervalued at the moment. Not that I'm giving financial advice because I'm useless. But, you know, like it's, you know, like all of these things that, you know, you learn. So for me, wealth is making sure that we are diversifying things. So we've just moved to having our own self-managed super fund as a company uh, that's operating in a trust. Like we get a lot of tax concessions from paying into our super. So we put a whole pile of cash before June 30 into there. So we were, you know, only needed to pay, you know, like a 15% tax rate as opposed to, you know, what We would otherwise have to pay, paying ourselves, which I know feels annoying in our business. But, you know, like we've done that so that we can have more control over, you know, because you're super fun if you're self-managing it. You know, it can buy property, it can buy shares, it can buy crypto, like it can do all of these amazing things. So our kind of plan is something that we're working on at the moment is We want to have like a wealth strategy in the sense that we're investing in something for the intention that we you know gets to a certain level you take some out and then you put something in another asset class and that makes a bit more money. And then you take a bit out and you put it in another asset class. So what we're really looking to do is build our asset classes. So, you know, having, you know, like a, a crypto portfolio shares, um, you know, some of this we already have, but building on that, um, you know, gold and silver, having commodities, having commercial properties, like things like that. So that, uh, you know, if things do happen and there's, you know, the bank's you know, for whatever reason, don't have our money available or something happens or inflation increases or, you know, whatever, that we are safeguarded as much as we possibly can. One of the things that we don't have that is our next step too is actually having cash as like an emergency fund. So, you know, six months worth of money basically to make sure, you know, the bank. at the end of the day, if everyone went to the bank right now and asked for their money, the banks wouldn't be able to give it to us. So one of the things that, that we really want to make sure of is if that happened, what, you know, obviously it's, I don't want to be morbid, it's, you know, worst case scenario, but you know, like I want to make sure that we are all looked after should that be the case. And yeah, I want to make sure that our daughter has, you know, yeah, there is that intergenerational wealth uh, and that she is like fully supported so that if she wants to be, you know, an entrepreneur or she wants to train and go to the Olympics or do whatever she needs to do. And she's not working or not kind of doing that at the start of her life, that it's, it it doesn't matter that she's getting paid from dividends, property, like she can go and sell a silver bar or or do whatever she, she wants to do to, to kind of learn about money and make her own mistakes and learn her own lessons and, but still feel really supported and, and be able to give that to her kids too, if that's what she decides to do as well. That's probably a really long answer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I was hanging off your every word. I think it's so interesting, especially because I know you said just before we started recording that you yep. also just got off a conversation. Yes. About money management. So it's just like really beautifully timed. Because yes. yes. I said to you, I want to talk about money today. <laughs> um, so it's so good. And the, you know, the things that I really love out of that is we're the same in terms of diversification so you know we own and are paying off our house Mm -hmm. and very much want to focus on you know we've got a share portfolio that we want to increase we really want to create more in crypto we want to look at a whole bunch of different other options and i love that you talked about those asset classes and then Mm -hmm. essentially moving between because that's not language that i have but it's essentially what we would be wanting to do as well. And I think diversification with money makes so much sense to me because it's the way that I think about diversification within business in terms of having these different revenue streams and different offers and different ways of making money as a vehicle to create that safety and knowing that you can kind of pull from different things. And I think like being a manifesting generator, I really love that as well. Like it just, it just makes my heart so happy having the like different options and different things to play with. So I just love that so much. And I think that no matter where anyone is at in their business journey, if they're listening, there's just so many things that are really aspirational as well about what you shared and they're things that people don't talk about as much. So something I'd love to finish on is if somebody is in the building stages of their business right now and they're like, okay, this is all well and good. Like, where do I start with this? What would you say in terms of making decisions in your business? to start earning great money in your business? Like, so it's not necessarily a client attraction question or a, or anything like that, more just staying down the lane of like money management or money beliefs. Like what do you think is the biggest thing that supported you to receive mm-hmm. such a big influx of cash really quickly?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I worked on a lot before my first launch was, you know, it's safe to, receive insane amounts of money like it's safe for me to do that doesn't make me a bad person it's safe for me to do that and so i really sat with that a lot but i think as well you know a huge part of it is mindset but also and i know that we spoke about when this in um when i interviewed you from for my podcast too the the relationship between strategy and and mindset too that you know, it's, it's hard to have belief in something that you've not done before. And I think that's really fair. You know, I say this to my clients all the time that in the self-development world, often what's said is, well, you don't have any evidence that you can't do it. And it's like, no, but I also don't have any evidence that I can do it. So Mm. this makes this conversation useless, you know, like I just, I, I really feel into that. And so for me, one of the things that really helped me from, from a money mindset perspective is Like I was just constantly adding value for my audience. So there was part of me that was like, well, this seems fair. Like this seems like a fair exchange. You know, if I'm adding value and I am providing on a consistent basis, consistent can mean something different for everyone, but I'm consistently supporting people and adding value and giving like free content and free advice. And so for me, like that was actually really contributed to having a really great mindset because I was like, well, I've I've done the work and I think... Sometimes, you know, we don't want to get too much in that because we want to come from this place where it's like, you know, I could do nothing and I'm worthy of living the most grand life and I'm worthy of abundance, but sometimes that's really hard to get behind when you haven't launched a product or you're brand new in business. And so for me, actually kind of focusing on the strategy a little bit really helped the mindset because I was like, well, yeah, there's a really fair and energetic exchange here. The law of abundance, the law of reciprocity, like all of these, you, you know, the 12 universal laws support this type of mindset and this energy where, well, if I give and I give and I give, like I, that's going to come back to me. I know that it's life is like a pendulum. It's always going to be swinging. And so that actually was probably the most powerful thing for my money mindset, as opposed to, you know, kind of working on dismantling, like all of those limiting beliefs, because a lot of them we're not aware of. So, you know, I did a little bit of the mindset stuff around trying to, to flip this whole, you got to work hard to make money. Money doesn't grow on trees, like, you know, all the stuff that my parents and, and I guess that generation, kind of really believed in, but also I wasn't working with an energy coach. I didn't have that type of support. I actually didn't really know how to dismantle those beliefs either, aside from, you know, just getting really curious about how I felt when, you know, I opened up my bank account, you know, and I logged in, just getting really curious about, well, do I feel that expansion or do I feel that contraction? What's going on here? And just getting really curious around spending and making money and things like that. But honestly, the, the, the most impactful thing that I did was just focus on my client, like my ideal client and who I wanted to support, because there's not one thing that shows us that, that when we give, we don't receive. Like there's nothing in life that is opposite to that. And so I just really held on to that fuck, I think that's good advice. Like
0: if I could just like exclamation mark, highlight, bold, underline that a million times, I would like such good advice. It really is so much in that. And and I really witness you doing that, you know, as I've started to get to know you over these last couple of weeks, like I just see you living that so fully. And probably the thing I admire most in other female leaders is that, that real desire to serve and be generous and It's no mistake that those are the women that are killing it in their business. It's just not an accident. And I think when you show up from that place of value and overflow and just wanting to give and share and yeah, be generous and be authentic and be earnest and all of those things, that is absolutely when you do receive. So I just think that's such, such great advice.
1: Oh, I was just going to say as well, like and not being afraid to actually give. I think sometimes there's this mindset that, well, if I give away everything for free, people won't pay me you know, there's still obviously place for strategy and, you know, in this too, but I just, yep, like you said, I really don't feel like you can go wrong to be really serving and looking for ways that you can support other people every day. So I just wanted to make that, that point too around, it is going to feel like that sometimes. And that will come up where you're like, oh, but if I give everyone all the answers, no one will pay me. But in my experience, I have, you know, I've had four years of, and I know that this is the same for you of giving away free value and really valuable content and supporting. And it doesn't stop us getting paid, does it? No. And it's
0: delineate, like
1: differentiating between the value
0: that comes with the stuff you're giving for free and then the value in the container that you're selling into. So, you know, I know, for example, when I sell into my mastermind and I'm sharing my method freely Mm -hmm. on the internet, but I'm, I can't like, take somebody and be with somebody through the how and the process, unless they're in my container, you know, like unless they're in the mastermind. Right. And so, but it's the same with like, you could jump on Google and get most answers in terms of how to build your business, but there's a difference between like having those answers freely available and being held and supported and taken through that process. So it's working out for you, what your beliefs are around that delineation between why are people being supported and held with this free information? Mm-hmm. And then why are they choosing to pay for mm-hmm. the experience as well? And then guiding through that process with trust around that belief, right?
1: Totally. And this, um, just to share a really quick personal experience of this, like a coach that I was working with in the past, one of her strategies is to re-enroll for one of her programs. And I remember thinking, why would anyone re-enroll to get the same content? And that was when I had, that was when she completely changed my belief around what you were just saying. And she was like, people are paying for you. Like, it's not the, the pay, they're paying for this container. They're paying to be in this space, you holding space for them, you supporting them, you holding their hand, you just being there. It doesn't matter that they've already consumed the content. And for me, that was a massive moment where I was like, oh, I get it now. I get it. So it kind of speaks to just what you were sharing there. It's
0: mm. my, one of my clients this week that's in my inner circle said this to me, um, similar thing, and it's kind of stuck with me. And so I'm still like percolating on it right now, but she said, she said, no offense, but when I came into the inner circle and there were people who had been here and re-enrolled since the start, I was kind of like, why? Yeah. And she said, she's like, I get it now. Yeah. And we didn't talk about the specifics of what that was, but if I were to dissect it, it's for that exact reason. It's mm. the like you know, the minute you leave that container with me, you're not getting supported day to day in your business. And that's what they're there for, exactly. that, that that ongoing support and value. And, and there's no um, finite window of time on that. Like there's mm-hmm. no like one and done on that. Mm-hmm. Um, So good. I I mean, we could have a whole other conversation about the strategy. Totally. I've loved this chat so much. Thank you for for giving so generously. Where can my peeps find you? Where can they come across, learn more about you, find you, connect with you, all the things?
1: Yes. Love it. So I spend most of my time over on Instagram. So I'm at jazzjervis underscore. Uh, So come and hang out with me. I'm sharing lots of, like I said, I do like to share lots of you know, content and, and downloads and things that I'm kind of going through. I'm really, I guess I'm very transparent around what's happening in, in my business. I've I've always been like that. I really like that because I think that uh, we can learn a lot in that way, you know, kind of in the nitty gritty and in the arena. So I do share a lot about my business journey, but also my, my personal journey. And I'm training for a half Ironman at the moment. So I'm sharing lots of stuff in relation to that, but also how, you know, it's just it's taught me so much about my business and, and things like that, which I, you know, was really unexpected. So come and hang out over there and come and send me a DM. Uh, you can also uh, listen to my podcast, the all that jazz podcast. Yeah. Over on iTunes or Spotify as well.
0: So good. Thank you so much for being here and for this chat. It's been so much fun.
1: Thank you for having me.